Welcome back to the Moose Bros Podcast. I'm Harris, Hancho Harris on the gram, here with my brother Armin, Armin Moose on the gram. Uh, this is our last chance to talk about some power moves, so let's get into it. So, before we get into the power moves, a lot's been made this week about Andy Dalton, um, in case you haven't seen or heard. Dalton, I guess after a play broke down, he took off on a run, um, got a couple yards, decided to slide, and got hit in the helmet by John Bostic. Bostic was ejected. Dalton was knocked out of the game, and he's in concussion protocol right now. But I guess in the ensuing days, uh, Dan Orlovsky lost his shit. I honestly didn't even see that video. I just saw him looking like a fucking lunatic. And Mike McCarthy uh, called out his team for, I guess, not coming to Dalton's defense. Uh, I assume by not getting into a fight with Bostic. So, yeah, it's really a weird situation. I, the first time I saw this was actually on Instagram. I saw a few videos of when Joe Flacco got hit by Kiko Alonso on, on that one Thursday night game. And then I think it might have been Foles or somebody from whoever was the Eagles quarterback in the th- at the time got hit by, I think, Albert Hainsworth. And like their linemen didn't wind up getting into, or their linemen did wind up getting into fights with Alonzo and Hainsworth. Um, but in this case, the Dallas linemen didn't get into fights. Instead, they like ran up to Dalton to see if he was all right. What do you think of the situation? I guess first off, what do you think about McCarthy calling out his team? Yeah, I think if McCarthy is going to call out his team, he should definitely do that in-house it seems like everything with dallas right now is just being like leaked and making everything worse but i could see why he did that to be like put him on blast to be you know to say like that's your quarterback you're supposed to protect him no matter what i don't know like it was an interesting situation because they didn't react at all like no one even got in his face it was like yo what the fuck type thing but also, because I, I, you know, I played high school football and I played offensive line. Sometimes, like you know, you'd always you had that mentality of protecting your quarterback. But sometimes it was like your quarterback can defend himself. You know, he doesn't always need you coming over and saying like, "Yo, dude, get away from him," you know, whatever. But in this case, he was unconscious. Like he yeah. was knocked out cold, so he didn't even have a chance to defend himself to get in Bostic's face or whatever it was. So it was surprising that nobody said anything and nobody was like yo dude that's not i don't know you know at the, sometimes it's like i'm like 50 50 on this you know sometimes i'm like is it really your job to protect them after the play or is it your job to protect them during the play and then i look back when last year when mike pouncey practically freaking don't want wwe <laughs> yeah on miles garrett, garrett when he yeah. did that to mason rudolph mason rudolph was the backup quarterback he's a dweeb and a half and he's still that instinct kicked in where he's like that's my teammate i'm gonna go after whoever i gotta go after so i think the bigger picture here just shows that this dallas teams doesn't look that cohesive even if it wasn't Dak prescott back there it was you know andy dalton no one no one really showed any even if you don't care about andy dalton it was one of your players got smacked, so it's like you you I guess sometimes you kinda still if you're part of a team, you still feel like, Oh, I just got hit. Let me go and, you know, 
get in the guy's face or whatever. I don't know. I think one of the players did like walk up to Dalton like to check on him to see if he's all right because obviously he's not moving. But yeah, maybe it's it's different as like an offensive lineman. Like your instincts always pr- you know protect the quarterback and I guess fight on his behalf. It's just weird that you'd pick a fight with a guy like like last last season when the whole Mason Rudolph thing happened. Like Rudolph and uh, Garrett started like scrapping like pulling helmets off and stuff, and that's why a big fight broke out, and, you know, Pouncey got involved DDTing and people and shit. But I think the way it happened, like, Bostic hit him and just, like, kind of kept running a little, and it, it's weird. I I don't always understand players getting into fights after a hit. Like, even as a quarterback, I would want my players to make sure, like, I'm okay rather than fight, you know, the guy that hit me. And then for a coach to call out his offensive lineman for not getting into a fight, I guess it's almost like cooler heads prevailed in that situation because they knew Bostic was going to get ejected. Why get myself ejected too? It's At the end of the day, it's not going to do anything. Maybe it'll tell my quarterback I care about him, but I think checking up on my quarterback and making sure he's still alive is another way of telling him that I care about him. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think that Mike McCarthy's I think you should have kept that in house because that's something I think you tell your team. Like you show them the play, and be like, "Okay, there's one Washington player who just committed this, just standing around, and nobody's here in his face. Nobody's ready to whatever. This is how I want my team to act, right? Um, you know, they yeah, they've been playing college and high school their whole life, but you don't know if they're high school coaches or college coaches told them to react that way. What if they said, if John Postick's about to get ejected, let the ref handle it, you don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? So you don't know what their philosophy is on that whole situation. So if Mike McCarthy wants his team to defend his quarterback at all costs, make sure he's safe or whatever way to do that, I think he should have kept it in-house because, you know, maybe that's shade at, you know, his, I don't want to say his team, but his PR staff or whatever was going on because earlier in the year they, you know, obviously came out saying that he wasn't a good coach and they suck, they don't develop players or whatever. And then this is his way of saying, like, these players are bozos, they didn't affect their, uh, they don't even protect the quarterback. So I don't know. It's a really weird situation going on in Dallas. I don't know why he didn't keep it in the house, but he definitely felt the need to put his whole team on blast and, I guess we'll see what happens going forward. Logically, it makes sense to protect him without getting a penalty, but you don't know what these refs are going to do. These refs are fucking trigger happy out there. Yeah, I feel like if maybe they didn't see flags or something, they would start causing an uproar, but it was after the fact. Like everybody knew Bostic was going to, I don't know, uh, I guess escalating it into a fight, at least to me. I mean, I've I've never been in a situation where I had to protect a, quarterback or was a quarterback laying on the ground there but i i don't think a fight will solve anything um if anything i I feel like i would want to protect you know check on my quarterback make sure he's getting medical attention right away right for sure so i don't know weird situation overall over there i think mccarthy actually said that during a press conference i might be wrong but i think mccarthy actually said that during a press conference so from my understanding yeah he put it out on like blast in that yeah so it wasn't even like stuff that was leaked so i I don't know what what he's doing there what his method of coaching is but i i feel like this is not the effective way to do it 
Yeah, I wouldn't keep because it's the same way you don't want your player on in the podium saying, oh, my coach didn't call the right play. You right. don't want your coach going out there saying, oh, my players aren't defending the right way. Right. So that's stuff you keep in house. And I think it was a mistake for him just to put everyone blast. I get why he's trying to do it. He's trying to send a message. But I mean, you do that in house. Your players should listen to you. In your own building, let alone, uh, you know, out on the podium. So. I mean, this message you're trying to send could be misconstrued by people like us being like, you know, does this guy even want to be a coach here? Like, do these, does he even get along with these players? Why is he calling out his own team to in front of the whole world? Yeah, for sure. Like, it just opens the door for a lot more things than just, you know, protect your players type shit. Yeah. Uh, we spent enough uh, time on the Cowboys. Let's move on to some power moves. So this is, I guess this is uh, name of the game at this time of year. Trade deadline's coming up quickly. I figured we could run through some uh, power move scenarios, see if they could happen, some rumors going around. And truth be told, none of this probably will happen. Most of these players will just stay with the teams. But I guess it's still fun to talk about. Um, so some power moves already made were Everson Griffin being traded to the Lions, and then Carlos Dunlap went to Seattle. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the first ones I actually had uh, seen were possibly J.J. Watt or Ryan Kerrigan going to Seattle. Do you think they would actually pick up another lineman? Or I guess, I mean, Kerrigan's a linebacker-lineman hybrid. Yeah, I think um, I think with their acquisition of Carlos Dunlap, that's probably all they do. Even though they need a lot more D-line help, I think if they do go for after J.J. Watt or Ryan Kerrigan, I think they go after Kerrigan versus J.J. Watt. Even though J.J. Watt has the accolades and whatnot, he probably costs more. So I think they go for um, – I, I think if they do make another move on a D-line between, say, Kerrigan or Watt, they go Kerrigan. But I don't think they make any more moves on a D-line – I think they're going to just roll with Dunlap to hope get some pressure. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be crazy if J.J. Watt went up there? Like, Dwayne Brown was kind of what started, the, you know, the trade of Dwayne Brown was kind of what started the downfall of the Texans. And then you just trade the the biggest player in Houston Texans history to the uh, Seahawks as well. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I and I, I could only imagine what would happen to the city of Houston if J.J. Watt left. Like, J.J. <laughs> Watt is just... He's like yeah. the mayor over there. So yeah. I really don't think just for that sake, I think he plays out. He yeah, would probably great. like it as much as he's like the ambassador of fucking Houston over there. He would probably like going to Seattle just because he's near the end of his career. He hasn't played any meaningful, you know, football this season at all. So uh, yeah. and he's been injured so much. Uh, you know, he's not even part of those like, you know, runs last year or like, you know, the playoff runs that they did have. So, I don't know. I think uh, I think if he goes to Seattle, he wouldn't mind the change just because they're actually a contender. Yeah, he would finally get a chance to win that Super Bowl ring. And, I mean, in staying in Houston, he would be part of a rebuild, which would suck for him because, you know, he's getting towards the end of his prime and that sort of Super Bowl ring might not happen there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking of Houston – uh, I think Will Fuller, I don't know if he actually came out and said that he wants a trade or if it, there's just rumors, but I can I can see them unloading players. So Will Fuller and Kenny Stills, 
would be probably the first ones to go. Um, rumors are, I mean, I guess Green Bay and Philly needed need receivers helps, receiver help. Do you see uh, either of them going to those teams? Yeah, I see Green Bay making a move on one of those two. Not Kenny Sills, but maybe Will Fuller. I saw rumors that Green Bay is looking at Will Fuller, but the you know price or whatever is going on is you know not what they want. So it depends on who budges there, I guess. But I see, like, I guess there's a pretty strong rumor that Fuller goes to Green Bay. I see, yeah, if any one of those leaves, I think Fuller has more potential than Stills because he's younger. Yeah. A um, little more athletic than Stills. Right. But um, I think this, these always come down to price tags. But I see Green Bay. Philly, I don't see making a run just because – I think they're in a, they're in the middle of a, do we make a run for the playoffs with our two four and one record, or do we try to get help for Carson Wentz now, uh, or do we not you know try to get help for Carson Wentz this season and wait till the off season to pick up players or whatever, hmm. so they're in a weird position. So I don't see them actually making moves at the deadline. I see someone like Green Bay who's like for sure going to be a playoff team, make that run for a, another key receiver or something. Well, if you think about it, though, the Eagles kind of are the playoff team out of that NFC East because the Giants are shitting themselves. Um, Washington's, you know, they're in trouble, too. And the Cowboys just lost their first two quarterbacks. So they kind of, even with that 2-4-1 record, they kind of have that division almost on lock. Um, so right. they, they have a very good chance of making the playoffs just by winning that division, considering how easy it is. Yeah, I guess I was looking more into like a Super Bowl run. Like they might make yeah. the playoffs, but they're probably a first round exit. So do they give up draft capital on a receiver that will help them this year, but might not be in their long term future? I don't think so, because I think even if they make the playoffs this year, winning that bad division, I don't think they go far unless they really surprise people. So that's the reason I don't see them making a trade, even though they need wide receiver help for Carson Wentz to survive. A little more yeah that, that was my thinking too is like if they make it to the playoffs do, do they really believe they can make it deep into the playoffs enough that you know they weren't getting a receiver or even a def, you know defensive player right that's yeah i don't know um i guess the next biggest one is the jets actually came coming out pretty much and saying that they want to trade quinn and williams um who was there like was he number three overall pick? Yeah. Was it last year or the year before? I don't remember, honestly. No, the, the, no, yeah, year before. Yeah. So uh, the hot spot for him seems to be San Francisco. Do you think they would uh, bite on that? Yeah, I could see them doing that because it'll help that defensive line, and they're in a tough division where they need – especially with Jimmy G as quarterback. Not that Jimmy G is awful, but Jimmy G is a quarterback that he needs a good team around him to be successful. Mm -hmm. So I think that they want to stockpile as much talent as they can to make a run. Even though they made a run last year, obviously every year in the NFL is changes. You have to get, you have to get better even if you just come off a Super Bowl run. Mm -hmm. So I see them making a trade to Bloster, you know, their defense to help out that offense and help Jimmy G kind of become more of a upper level game manager, I guess, and not put so much stress on him, you know, to be the guy. 
especially in that division with Seattle, Rams, and Cardinals. Everyone's good. So you right. have to have the best team to, you know, put out there every single Sunday, you know, to win that division. So I could see them definitely making a trade uh, so for someone like him to help that out. Yeah. Um, he's uh... – they're saying they want at least a second-round pick for him. I don't, I don't know if he'll, they'll get that much, though, considering his lack of productivity these last two years. Yeah, I think that's the hard part. It always comes down to the price. And everyone in the – you know, when it comes to the trade deadline, teams tend to reach because they need him. Like, they see midseason they need someone, so they're going to go and get it versus the offseason where they're like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. I can get him in the draft or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I think – the highest he goes is a second round pick. Um, the you know lowest maybe a fourth, but I highly doubt the Jets give up Quinn Williams for a fourth round pick. So unless he like wants out and he's like, "Give me the hell out of here," you know. Truth whatever be told, that. Adam Gase is there and he's uh, he's done wilder things. Than... Yeah, exactly. So he's gonna yeah maybe he's just trying to sabotage too. So he's <laughs> yeah. like, if you guys are gonna not cut not fire me yet, I'm just gonna fucking uh, yeah, trade away all your talent. Part, yeah. Um, so AJ Green has requested a, I mean, on the sidelines, he's requested a trade. Uh, I guess the Patriots would really be the biggest team in the market for him. Do you see him going up to New England to help them out? I don't think so. I think AJ Green is past his prime. And I think if he goes to New England, he would probably be a starter. And, you know, for sure, like, have playing time and, you know, be used. And, like, he's kind of – he's not really being used that much in Cincy. But if he's not having success with success with Joe Burrow, who – he's not elite, of course, but he is definitely putting up really good numbers for a rookie. Then what makes you think he'll have success with Cam Newton, who is traditionally not the most accurate passer, uses his legs a lot. Um, so – I don't see him going to the Pats, especially if Pats are sitting at, you know, what are they sitting at, two and three right now or two and – Two and four, I think. Is it? Um, And, you know, it's kind of up in the air for them if they're going to make it to the playoffs or not with, you know, their team right now. They're kind of slacking, which was, I think, surprising to me for sure. I thought they'd, you know – but they did lose a lot of players who opted out and things like that on their defense, which was their strength. So – I don't see them going after AJ Green. If another wide receiver came to, you know, possibly get put on the thing, I'd see them going after Will Fuller before they see them going after AJ Green. To be honest, yeah. Just because uh, I think AJ Green's past what he can do for you. I don't know, I feel like maybe him and Cam could strike up some chemistry or something. I don't know because whatever is happening in uh, Cincinnati is not working. <clears throat> I guess with Dallas cleaning house and seeing the receiving core that they have, do you see them possibly getting rid of Amari Cooper maybe to New England? I don't think that they get rid of him and then they make him just, you know, a commodity and, you know, first come first serve for him. So I think that I think he still has trade value and they're going to keep him and unless somebody trades for him or keep him until his contract goes out. Yeah. Um so moving to some very unlikely scenarios, I guess. Uh, do you see Haskins getting traded to possibly Indianapolis? I'm giving him a second chance. Yeah, I see him definitely getting traded to a team 
maybe like a Pittsburgh or like, yeah, like an Indianapolis, maybe even like a Saints team that their quarterback is, you know, towards the end of his career. And if they can get it, like Haskins, a firmer, former first round pick to, you know, groom and see what they have. And it's really, uh, you know, just a shot in the dark, because if you don't give up much draft capital for him, then you'll you'll take the time to see if he can even be something you want to develop. And if he's not, then you just get rid of him or whatever. I think it just depends on – I don't think he's going to go for anything, you know, less – I think like a third-round pick is what the Redskins would give up for him. But I don't think anybody's going to be willing to give a third-round pick for a quarterback who, even while he was in there, hasn't shown much potential uh, as a starting quarterback. So it'll be interesting. I think if he goes for like a late round pick and the Washington football team is just ready to give up on him, I could see that happening. But if like a third round pick or anything higher, I definitely don't see any team jumping on that. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you always think back to that Josh Rosen trade with Miami where they gave up a second round pick for him, but he was really unproven. Um, you know, he didn't really have too much playing time, whereas Haskins really did have significant enough significant enough playing time to show that he's probably not NFL ready, I guess. So any team that would take him would take him at a risk of, you know, him kind of establishing himself as not ready. So it w- he would pretty much be a project wherever he goes. So, I mean, even a third-round pick would kind of be high. I feel like, if anything, it would probably be a late-round pick. Yeah, for sure, um, but I guess we'll see. Like, I think the team has to really like something about him. Otherwise, they'll just wait until Washington cuts him. Right. Um, I guess a similar situation would be Sam Darnold. Do you think New York is ready to give up on him? And where do you think he might end up if they do? I don't think so. I, I think they keep him. I know it's really interesting because – I did see rumors that they're thinking about getting rid of him. But I just don't see it. I don't know why. Maybe just because he was a first-round pick and he's still starting. He didn't get benched or anything. He's on a really bad team. Not really similar to the Haskins situation where, yeah, he's on a bad team, but he got benched already. So the team doesn't want him as a starter. Whereas Sam Darnold's still in there as a starter, still trying to make it work. It'll If he goes, it'll be the same type of deal, like the same Haskins situation where he goes to a team, like, say, the Lions, you know, who, you know, same teams, Lions, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, those guys who have a starting aging quarterback. You know, maybe not. I also thought about if he goes to the Falcons, because right now Matt Ryan, even though he's playing good, they're definitely bringing in, uh, you know, a new GM and stuff. So that'll be interesting if they made a trade for him to see, like, what what they have in Sam Darnold. Maybe that he's can be their guy for the future while Matt Ryan is towards the end of his career. But I don't see the, you know, interim GM making some sort of deal like that. That'll be kind of, you know, blockbuster. So I don't know. I think he kind of goes to one of those teams that have an aging quarterback if he gets traded, but I don't think he gets a doubt. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, for both of them, it would be a good for them, especially for to go to places like, to have like a great receiving core, kind of like uh, Pittsburgh or definitely Atlanta, or I mean even um, the Lions. 
You right. know, they, they got Galladay and Jones, who's pretty much been a highlight reel. Or both of them have been a highlight reel all year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see one of these moves at least go through. Yeah, for sure. Because usually nothing ever happens. Yeah. Um. Did you, did you hear about anything else, or you want to move on to? Our I think those six? were kind of the main thing. I know, like a lot of it was about the Cowboys letting go of a bunch of players and stuff like that. But I'm sick. <laughs> letting of... go of you see you see the reason why they got rid of uh, Don Terry Poe. No, what was it? Jerry Jones came out and said he was uh, too fat and he wasn't playing <laughs> like hard enough. It's like he Fucking gained like dang. 20 pounds after his injury and didn't do anything to lose the weight, so we we cut him. Yeah, he fucking knew this team was going to be butt cheeks. So he's like, yeah, I might as well get as much fucking steak as I can get down here in Texas. All right. Ready to move on to pick six? Let's do it. Um, so last week I actually caught up to you. I got five right while you uh, only got three. Bullshit. Yeah, it's because I got <laughs> screwed by fucking who the hell um, lost that they're supposed to win. Well, the Falcons lost. You picked, yeah, um, the Todd Gurley fucking screwed me. <laughs> he screwed me, and he screwed his own fucking team, dude. <laughs> uh, I th- who else did you have? Uh, you got the Bills right. Uh, you got the Buccaneers Raiders wrong. You picked the Raiders for some reason. Oh, yeah, and, I, had, I had fucking faith in Gruden, man. And then you had the Patriots 49ers wrong, too. Oh, yeah, they screwed me, too. <laughs> They're bullshit. And then Sunday Night Football screwed us both. Yeah, they had fucking fuck them. All right. All right so right go. now you're at 34. I'm at 31. Thought so. Uh, your first game is the Patriots at the Bills. I'm gonna go. With, oh, see, I want to go with the Patriots just because of the whole three game losses in a row, and the Bills defense is not that good. But the are the Bills at home? Yeah. Not that it really matters. I think they might actually allow fans for the first time in this game. Oh, geez. So that's going to be see. fucking ridiculous, probably. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the Patriots. Ooh, I just saw Edelman is going to miss the game. Oh, he is? Yeah. He's having a knee procedure. Fuck. And there's going to be brutal conditions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It might actually snow in Buffalo. Oh, my God. That's why I left. Um,. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I was going to say with the running game of Cam Newton and the Bills running defense and defense overall, the Patriots will win. But with Edelman out, Cam Newton, you know, playing off, I'm going to go with the Bills in a close one. And I don't want to pick that. I don't feel comfortable. I think that's a toss-up. But I'm just going to go Bills. Um, all right, so I got the Titans at the Bengals. Uh, I guess this, this should be a pretty easy one, uh, considering how good the Titans have been playing this year, so I'm, I'm going to have to give it to them. But I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Burrow put together a good game and finally got a W for once. We already beat Jacksonville. Yeah, but, I mean, he, I feel like he should have won a lot more games than just one so far. Yeah, that's true. He's been put up numbers. All right, your next game is the Raiders at the Browns. I'm going to go Raiders again. They let me down last week. No spider, two wide banana. Uh, I feel like they're not they're not running that play enough. It's... Yeah, I think they should run it every third play. Because if you think about it, first two downs, you run it, right? 
So you run, you pick up three to four yards every time, and then split it to wide banana for a first down. That's how that's how efficient it is. But I'm going to go with Raiders. I think Browns are still kind of uh, – they're not as good as their record shows. I think the Raiders are just as good as the Browns, and I think they edge them out. Okay. Um, so I got the Colts at the Lions. Man, the Colts have uh, have been playing pretty sketchy this year. They almost lost to uh, Minnesota, almost lost to the Bengals. So I think this week they're going to lose to the Lions. Ooh, going with the Lions. Oh, Three-game winning streak. Uh, so you got the Vikings at the Packers. I'm going to go with Packers. Vikings got rid of Yannick. They got rid of uh, – what's his name? Griffin, right? No, Griffin was playing for Oh, no, yeah, he, he used to play for them, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they got rid What's of him it? a oh, while ago. Del- yeah, Delvin Cook is coming back this game. Okay. I guess he's been out, but not that it really matters. Um, yeah, no, I, I, go with, uh, I go with the Packers in this one for sure. Okay. Uh, I got another easy one. I got the Jets at the Chiefs. Um, no wonder you're uh, making a comeback (laughs) damn you'll give him all the easy ones Um, so I'm just going to go with the Chiefs I don't really think there needs to be any explaining I was actually looking through the Jets schedule and their chance of going 0-16 is pretty high I think the only non-winning teams they have to play are the Dolphins well the Dolphins are 500 so the Chargers and the Patriots everybody else is like um, is that 500, 500 or above? Yeah, they got a they got a tough. They outing. got the whole they got the whole NFC West, um, AFC. Oh, they got the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be tough for them. Uh, your game. Oh, how'd you get this one? All right. Uh, your game is the Rams at the Dolphins. Tua's first game. Tua's first a... game against the Rams. I'm going Tua against the Dub. He's gonna come out. With his uh, fucking hip, and puts a fire behind that ball. I'm gonna go with Tua on this one. Gets his first win, and it'll be exciting for Tua. I'm gonna go with Tua gets week one victory. I saw or not uh, not sto- week one victory. His first. His first. <laughs> I saw a story. This is how crazy the media like spins this shit. Um, they said like. Brian Flores did not realize Tua hurt his uh, hip or whatever. Did, did not realize that Tua was injured in Alabama. I'm like, this is insane. How do you not realize that? Then I look through, and the story was pretty much saying that um, he wasn't really worried about his injury, like <laughs> whether or not he's ready. He's like, I'm not – I think he's ready as far as injury goes, but I guess the way he phrased it, they're like, oh, he didn't realize that Tua was injured this whole time. Oh, my God. What bozos, man. The media is always doing that stupid fucking shit, dude. And they were saying how uh, the receivers aren't going to be ready for the ball spin coming off of a left-handed quarterback. So they're not going to know how to catch the ball, apparently. I mean, they're going to be practicing with him for, you know, this two weeks. And, I mean, it's football at the end of the day. It's a fucking ball spin. Are you serious? (laughs) Like, dude, if you're a wide receiver who can't catch a ball from a left-handed quarterback, then cut him. Yeah. It's a fucking football, dude. Like, yeah, it might spin a little different. It might look weird coming out of his hand, but it's a fucking football. What, did Michael Vicks yeah. and 
fucking Mark Brunells and all those guys yeah, couldn't Steve hit Youngs. Yeah, couldn't hit their wide receivers because it was a weird ball spin. <laughs> the fuck out of here. All right, so I got the Saints at the Bears. Ooh. The Saints kind of struggled last week. Who the hell were they even playing? I don't even know. Uh, oh, was it the Panthers? I can't remember. Um, uh, I Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints again. Uh, yeah, I mean, considering how the Bears played against the Rams, uh, I'm pretty confident in the Saints. All right, you got an NFC West matchup of the 49ers at the Seahawks. Oh, I'm going to go Seahawks. I think Seahawks bounce back from there. Should have been win against the Cardinals. Russell Wilson uh, kind of blew it at the end there, but I'm going to go Seahawks on this one. I think they're the better team. And my last – well, my game is the Chargers at the Broncos. Um, that Broncos defense is actually pretty good, but I think uh, Dr. Hibbert – takes this one herbert hoover to the dome dog all right so now we got both we got the steelers at the ravens oh that's a tough one i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the steelers i think their defense can slow down lamar jackson just enough it's gonna be a good game i'm gonna go steelers on this one uh i'm gonna go the opposite well but my uh my uh, reasoning is just because I want to see the Steelers lose. I don't want them to be undefeated anymore. I've had enough of that shit. Um, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. Hopefully they can pull it together and knock out Big Ben. I saw a stat that was like, what are the Steelers now? 6-0? and Yeah, yeah, 6-0. Like so like the last four teams that went 6-0, and I think all made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, one of those ESPN stats? Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So for Sunday night, I think this is a reschedule, but it's the Cowboys at the Eagles. Oh God, that's Sunday night. Yeah. Why would they put that game Sunday night? I have no Literally, idea. wait. The Ravens. I thought the Ravens and the Steelers were Sunday night. Uh, let me look real quick. Why would they not put that game on national TV and they put the fucking, especially with all the rescheduling and shit? St- Steelers-Ravens are a 1 o'clock game. Oh, my God. Especially with all the rescheduling and shit they did because of COVID. You would think they'd be like, hey, if we just change this, no one's going to know, right? Why the fuck <laughs> would they do that? Well, no one's going to want to watch that game on Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, I know. Freaking Andy Dalton's head snapped in back- half. and his, He's not even playing. Yeah, I forgot who the backup his was. His backup that no one's ever seen against Carson Wentz running for his life and throwing to fucking random receivers. like Especially with the... Steelers and and you know there's so many more games you could throw in. Yeah, yeah. If you could have flexed any game, that would be the last one I would choose. Um, But it is what it is. I'm gonna go with the uh, Eagles on this one. Uh, They win. Yeah, same here. I think this is actually for first place in the NFC East. Like that really matters. Um, And then Monday night we got the Buccaneers at the Giants. Uh, Buccaneers. That's a pretty easy one, I think. I'm going to go Buccaneers. Yeah, same here. Um, Giants couldn't even keep up with Philadelphia. So, Do you think uh, Daniel Jones has another great uh, running day? 
No, I think he I think he stays in the pocket this one. I think he's a little embarrassed, doesn't want to get out there in the open field again. Could you imagine if he gets out in the open field and just starts, like, shaking and freaking out? Yeah, joking. Just turns into Lamar Jackson out of nowhere. Uh, his, uh, his team just, like, shit on him so much last week that he uh, becomes a, a running quarterback now. I fucking respect it. Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, Bucks. I don't know if I said that already. Yeah, yeah we both are. Oh, okay. All right, well, that wraps up this edition of the Moose Bros Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of these, just follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts at. And if you want to see clips, check us out on YouTube. Um, and we might be switching things up, so for those that are actually listening right now, you know. Stay tuned. Things might be getting, yeah, stay tuned. Things might be getting a little different. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Go Hawks. Noise.